All right. I have an admittedly insane idea, but if I don't ask you this, it's just... Uh, you know, it's gonna haunt me for the rest of my life. I want to keep talking to you. You know, I, I have no idea what your situation is, but I, I feel like we have some kind of a connection, right? Yeah, right. Well, great. So listen, so here's the deal. This is what we should do. You should get off this train with me here in Vienna and come check out the town. Come on, it'll be fun. Come on. All I know is I have to catch an Austrian Airlines flight tomorrow morning at 9.30 and I don't really have enough money for a hotel, so I was just going to walk around and it would be a lot more fun if you came with me. And if I turned out to be some kind of psycho, you know, you could just get on the next train. All right, all right. Think of it like this. Um, uh, jump ahead 10, 20 years, okay, and you're married. Only your marriage doesn't have the same energy that it used to have, you know? You start to blame your husband, you start to think about all those guys you've met in your life and what might have happened if you picked up one of them, right? Well, I'm one of those guys. That's me. You know, so think of this as time travel from then to now uh, to find what you're missing out on. See, what this really could be is a gigantic favor to both you and your future husband to find out that you're not missing out on anything. I'm just as big as a loser as he is, totally unmotivated, totally boring, and, uh, you know, made the right choice. And you're really happy. Today's episode of Nightcaps on the Theater has us looking at 1995's Before Sunrise. So, get ready to wax poetically, or wane poetically, through the streets of Vienna. Oh my goodness, is that a harpsichord? <laughs> How much for that John Kwiatkowski in the window? That jingle can only signal that. It's another episode of Nightcats at the Theater with me, John the Kwiatkowski. Who else are you? He's here. I don't even know who you are. Mark Zero Jr. I'm Matt. You're not the voices in my head. Where are you? Um, let's make it quick tonight because we got a long night ahead of us, and uh, it's, a, it's a twofer tonight. Yeah, maybe if we make it that far, but um, yeah. it's going to be a, a one and a half. And last week's intro or last time's intro was a little long, but I cut it down miraculously. I mean, Somehow, we just love talking, yeah, yeah. to each other, love Isn't rambling. Friends do, yeah. I mean, I don't have any friends as I've discussed, wow. but uh, but you guys can, you guys can. Be my friends. When we eventually get rich off this podcast, I'll buy new friends. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Can go sure, You're welcome to like sit in the same room. Oh, okay. Then I'll have in my own. Uh, I'll start my own podcast, Nightcap Cinema, with yeah, Blackjack and hookers. I think Nightcap Cinema already exists. We were tra- oh. we were towing a fine line, but I think they stopped in like 2014. So we're good. <laughs>
But uh, I checked beforehand. Anyway, TV! TV! Yeah! Anyone see TV this week? Uh, I mean, I have. I haven't seen Ooh. her. No, she's no. gone. TV she Caprico from across the universe <laughs> and Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh. Actress's name, TV Caprico. That's awesome. She's my favorite now. Yeah, she's Prudence. Hey, Aww. Prudence. Yeah, everyone likes Prudence. Yeah, I like Prudence. Even though Mark doesn't like that movie. I I don't like Across the Universe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not not my cup of cup of tea. I don't know. <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey, Mark. I, I do like Bono's rendition of uh, uh, uh I am the Walrus. Bono. What's wrong with Bono? <laughs> just because he puts out a, just because he puts out a free album on iTunes <laughs> and he has to sit in a circle. I don't like get rid of it. Just because he has to sit in a circle and apologize and Good Morning America. Yeah. Whoops. No that still plagues my friends whenever they turn their cars on. Uh, well, TV, Mark, what did you see? Uh, well, I've been uh, catching up with some uh, HBO miniseries. <gasps> Woo! Woo! Uh, no, no, no. Oh. They're, they're actually kind of old. At least one of them's uh, about a year old. Is it real uh, sex? <laughs> no. I mean, oh, that's every night. Come <laughs> yeah. on. Uh, no, I've been, I've, I've been, uh, I never got to watch John Adams, and, oh. and, I've, been, and I've been watching that mo- mostly for research purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's very good. Um, uh, I know I'm <laughs> like many years late to it, but well, I watched it while subbing a class. Like I subbed for a week and we watched the entirety of John Adams. I mean, nice. the, the, this is like the kind of performance for Paul Giamatti that should have really like started him off on a good note and then people just thought in the 90s he was just a goof well after uh, meeting in the water there's no recovery <laughs> get out of that pool <laughs> <laughs> you can never go back but uh no it's it's really great I'm about halfway through already i think episode five i think so yeah uh really nice uh young pope which Ooh. i'm about i'm more than halfway through i need to start that uh it's it's really good and um i like the, popes and i like young popes. thank you that and that show gets weird the, oh, it, yeah. uh that i think not weird okay. um i i thought it was gonna be weird i mostly i think i know what you're thinking more about <laughs> um that's more leftovers, I think, okay. uh, when it comes to weird. That's also a series I, I want to go back and finish. Oh, yeah. The Young Pope is Fantastic. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's almost on the cusp of like how you sort of view uh, if you ever watch Breaking Bad or um, anything with like a protagonist that seems uh, sort of ba- yeah or like a bastard, but like you you also kind of sympathize with at the same mm-hmm. time. The young Pope is doing drugs and being too sexy. He's not doing drugs. Well, no, there's no drug. He is smoking though. Mm-hmm. Um, His avant-garde like i don't know pews and backyards and pools but uh is he doing little boys oh no, no. but uh he's trying oh. he's trying to get the little boys out of there or yeah. little boy touchers out of there mm, nice. um but uh yeah jude lot's great uh, diane keaton's great uh james cromwell is also on this as well mm. and he's he's always he's like an hbo like devotee you know mm. anyone's that's back in those uh, six feet under days. Mm, so, uh, yeah. But uh, I guess we'll go on more topical. And uh, I, I watched the first episode uh, of Disenchanted, which just, if uh, mm. recording just came out today on Netflix. I watched the first mm-hmm. three episodes. And uh, I'm not into it. Me neither. Damn. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but... Uh, yeah. I love I, classic symptoms. I love Futurama. Yeah. Can't get in. I think I, most people feared that this would happen from the trailers. From there, people weren't really I into didn't it. laugh once. My Ugh. my take on this, what is it? It's only th- 13 episodes? Right? 10. 10 episodes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Nef- first one's like 1. 1.5. Though. Netflix seems to be going into like this shorter episode. But it says part one. Run. They're doing all Netflix okay. part one. The old unbreakable uh, rest of development yeah. shtick. This yeah. is where I think it's kind of going away from the Matt Groening kind of formula where like you were able to really like 
get behind these characters on its first episode mm-hmm. without having to know really too much about yeah. them. Like Futurama, it, yeah, it sort of sets the stage for it, but it doesn't set over like an, an overarching arc of like what's going to happen. It just, it just has his character and he throws him into this, uh, in this, uh, like a uh, new world and he just, he just lives in it. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's the thing. The Simpsons, you don't really know who they are off the bat. Like the first episode is like, is, is what a Christmas episode. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just like a, but yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, it, that, that's exactly what that is. And you just, gradually start to know who these characters are uh around uh as the show progresses even side characters as well mm-hmm. but this one it just heavy hands you tells you exactly who these characters are yeah. and forces you to like try and get behind them and it's and so quick them. it's like ooh, i don't like and i don't want to especially take, in, more time. In 30, take more time in 36 mm-hmm. minutes and yeah. I, I was like i kept checking the timer it's like is this episode over yet? Is it going to be funny sometime soon? I laughed. I chuckled maybe twice in, in the first episode. And I like Abby Jacobson, who plays the lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Eric, City fame, and Eric Andre is on the show as well as yeah. the uh, nice. demon. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Eric Andre oh. fan. I, I, I love his show. <laughs> I just love the absurdity and the, the, the nature of it. Yeah. Um, and he's great at interviews. I, I just love hearing him <laughs> talk and just make it a, a scene of himself. Mm. Uh, but it just it doesn't do anything. It tries to... Bring in all these like great comedic uh, uh, personalities, and it just—I uh, don't know—it just dumbs it down for you. Like the jokes are just so like cheap. Yeah, I and think. you can see them coming. It's like not even. And I th- thought I would like it more because it's like the whole medieval like D and D esque universe, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm usually into this shit, but no. But yeah, I will yeah. watch it all the way through, and then I will probably complain about it. But... Yeah, you love torturing yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't leave a series unless it's. Apparently Orange is the New Black because I just don't want to pick it up again. Mm. But I can't leave a series that I'm like halfway through. That's fair. Yeah. Mm. That's been happening more and more to me recently. That, that's how about the House of Cards for me. And that has nothing really to do with the Kevin Spacey thing. Oh, I he's just in that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I heard they replaced Not anymore. <laughs> but they're, they're, they replaced him with Christopher Plummer. It, I don't know. It just it uh, that's the show that just No, they just replaced him with an actual plumber, man. Christopher Plummer. <laughs> oh. yeah, close enough. <laughs> Well, TV? Well, yep, that's it. All right, Mark's done. Matt, TV! TV. 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 Hmm. TV. 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 I got nothing. You got nothing. Well, all right, guess it's my <laughs> turn. Um, I have continued with Sharp Objects. Oh, I'm buying this. Please watch it. You've got two episodes left. I think it is the best series. And then it's gone forever. In a, it's back into the Disney vault with it. But I think it is probably the best series I've seen in a long while. Yeah. Best miniseries in a long while. And I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the book, but the show is better. Mm. And I'm like, dang. And it's better than Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies felt like mom, like mom, weepy, uh, woman power. Mm. And not to say that's a bad thing, but like kind of playing on those things. And I was just like, all right, I could see the, like, the worth of woe, this. Woe is me. Well, sort no, because it's like we're women and we're strong, but we're strong together. Yeah. This is more like we're women. We all fucking hate each other. <laughs> and I hate mom. And I have this stepsister who's only six years younger than me. And we never met my first steps of the night. And all these girls are dying around town. And who's the murderer? Sounds like Ooh, Great Lord. Gardens. <laughs> but no, it, watch it. Um, uh, I was telling Matt that the last, I think the second to last episode, and then this episode was very good. The second to last episode had the, there's a scene that's like a party in the book. And it, it flies by in like 10 pages. And it's like the most like, like unobtrusive like why are we here thing and they did a whole episode on this party 
and they made it the most interesting thing to watch. I was like, ooh, I'm invested. Like, what's going on? And, like, mm. all these shifting camera angles to, like, different characters. And then this latest episode, they did one of the best stone scenes in television I've seen. Because like, a, a character gets stoned. Not, like, stoned. Like, yeah, stone her! But, uh, <laughs> a witch! <laughs> she, she does a little ecstasy and uh, has some good time roller skating through downtown southern I forget what state it's in sounds pretty good Alaska it's Alaska <laughs> speaking of Alaska the next thing I've been watching is not Alaska but it's uh, Fargo season 3 is on Hulu oh, oh and... heck is this with uh, Ewan McGregor yes. as plays to, to and... himself oh heck that Ewan another oh. show that Matt never recommended to me which we'll get to but not I not one bit I started watching it and I love Fargo I've loved the first season the second season the movie I saw, I saw it in order I saw the movie the first season the second season now the third season Dang, I love that show. And it's just an mm. anthology yeah, like, you can series? Watch, there's some things that carry over loosely through some seasons. Okay. Um, but it's the Coen brothers as producers, and then... Who's the director? I'll look it up on another day, but also very Coen brothers-esque if you like those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and next season we'll have Chris Rock starring in it. Season four. I heard about this. Yeah. yeah but, uh, so oh, that's cool. it's going to be good. Fargo's always good. Mm-hmm. It's always... It never lets me down. Okay. Yep. So cool. watch Fargo. And then... According to my uh, a TV podcast that I listen to, TV Party, they recommended the show Trial and Error. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, <laughs> vaguely. Yeah. No one at this Never table. heard of it, but it yeah. sounds great. Yeah. I jumped into season two, and I loved it. Just <laughs> just season two you know, without season one? Well, season one, one wasn't on Hulu. Oh. And, um, I watched season two. You can kind of just jump in. I put two and two together. It's quick, 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 quack, 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 quack. It's quick, quick, quack, quack, quack. My stroke is <laughs> It's quirky. It sounds like something it's a character quick. would say on that show. It's quirky. <laughs> that would be one of Anne's uh, maladies. Sometimes yeah. I just have a stroke. But uh, it's cheap, it's quirky, and it's quick. Um, and it's witty, which I think is great for any television. Who's in this? Kristen Chenoweth. Uh, Matt would Nicholas Dag- Dagosto. <laughs> Nicholas Dagosto. Da- 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 oh, yes, yeah. the very same. D'apostrophe. <laughs> da- da- D'apostrophe da- no. da- Gosto. I thought it was D'Agostino, and I, I said as much in our last thing, but from, it, it, it's And like, guest on Parks and Recs that's, as Anne? Who's uh, Anne? She's Anne? Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's good. Yeah, she's good. She hosts... Uh, from The View. She hosts Baggage on GSN. Mm-hmm. No, that's... Um, Baggage. No, what is she, no, she hosts a newlywed game. Baggage is, I think, Maury Povich. Oh, um, but <laughs> Interesting that you got those two confused. Yeah. Well, the similar games. Mm-hmm. Uh, she hosts a newlywed game on GSN, and my mom loves watching that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, another trial and error fan, my mother. Yep. She, I don't think she gets much of the humor of what's going on, but well, she loves her some Sherry Shepard. Mm-hmm. Well, that's TV. Any movies? <laughs> I watched uh, a movie. A movie. A movie. Uh, the Informant with uh, Matt Damon. Uh, Have you are you familiar with this? No. This can't. This it sounds like something. That sounds familiar. Going. There's this an exclamation point at the end of that title, isn't there? Uh, Mother. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Oh damn! But uh, I think this is loosely based off true events. Uh, he's, he was Fargo. I think so. Uh, I he, he this takes place in the 90s but i uh i think this movie came out in uh, somewhere in the mid 2000s uh i think it was directed by steven sonenberg i the the i mean the cinematography looked like it also just relationship with matt damon he's in a ton of his movies mm-hmm. um you know like the oceans um what was the other one uh contagion or uh, uh you would know more than i okay never mind I'm not a big matt damon no not not even steven, steven sonenberg fan yeah 
Nah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like well, Steven Soderbergh. Uh, it, he oh he did the Nick. Speaking of TV, that was a great show. The Nick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Knickerbocker Hospital. Okay. Uh, I. It was okay. Um, yeah, for I guess for the time it was. Uh, I remember back in the day, this was a movie I, I just wanted to see. It was like because I was on this new kind of Matt Damon hype, I guess for me, Ooh. and uh, I just sort of see the song. I was like, oh, I always wanted to watch this, and surprisingly, it, it it's funny, but he, he's just supposed to play like. Uh, a, uh, what's the pathological liar essentially? Oh, and he's and he's working with the FBI, and he's and he has to he's working for this company, and he keeps saying they're doing this. Then he goes back on his word, like no, I think they're doing that, and it becomes a whole big hullabaloo essentially. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's a comedy for for all intents and purposes, and um, he's like the biggest star in this movie, but ev- oh. but everyone around him are comedians. That, are that, good that, comedians? Yeah. I mean, and they're all doing like good, great jobs. Like okay. Tom, Tom Pop is in this, mm. Patton Oswald, mm. Paul mm. F. Tompkins. Mm. Um, oh, boy. Uh, who's the guy that used to do E! News? Oh, um, Joel, yeah, Joel McCown. Yeah, he's in this Ooh, too. Joel and he, he has a surprisingly big part in this as well. Oh, nice. Uh, so, yeah. You know, you it, like Joel McCown. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's all I have to say. I can't, I guess, you know, if you have downtime recommend maybe it's yeah. on netflix right now if you want to check it out the last thing i saw matt damon in and it was for shigs and giggles was downsizing and he and his character were awful in that movie really that's another movie one i wanted to the, check one out of the worst people that's the morning that's, yeah. no that's the reason that kicks in after every like uh born identity movie <laughs> uh, well that's matt. the uh that's that's their version of the inception blah, blah. Oh. matt did you see any movies i know you did Woo-wee. We gotta talk about Mission Impossible from last week, though, right? Um, we gotta start at that. I think I said pretty much everything that needs to be said <laughs> go about go it. it. It's good. Go see it. He flies a helicopter. He <laughs> Sounds like a movie. <laughs> it took him. Uh, took him what? Six months to learn how to? No, two months to learn how to fly this helicopter. Should have taken him I'm a sure lifetime. Money helps. Yeah, my money and <laughs> talent. I don't know, Scientology. Scientology. Does that give you superpowers? Probably right. Yeah. But um, yeah, no. So that was good. I watched. Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, I heard, I heard about this movie on this podcast because I said it was going to be one of the movies of the summer. Wow, I don't know. I can't remember. I think that was one of our earlier episodes where you went, "Really, Crazy Rich Asians?" And I, I, was like, I don't know if that was on the podcast. Like, I, I don't know if we it recorded might, it. It might have been in the room. Yeah, but uh, I definitely mentioned. This. I kept watching trailers for this, like that just kept popping up. I thought it was more going to be a series, like some kind of like Is TNT it a book series? series. No, I meant yeah, like it's a I meant trilogy like, of books. Yeah. So I thought far. a television series yeah. then, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but it works really well as a movie. I liked it. I liked it a good amount. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was. I was expecting it to. Um, I mean, even after seeing it, I thought the critics would be a little harsher on it. I was expecting maybe uh, mid to high seventies, but that baby is sitting uh, firmly in the nineties. Right what? Alpha. Yeah. No. No. That is. That went down to seventy-two. Don't worry. Could you say Don't this worry. is uh, better or worse than Girls Trip? I didn't watch Girls Trip. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I I, I would say that's uh, no. Sorry, go back to me for a second. Girls Trip is a, is a guilty pleasure for me. Now, oh, those yeah. women are funny. You I heard good things. What? Come on. There's there's movies that you can laugh at. That bridesmaids, and that's it. That's no, not. It. I'm not a bridesmaids fan. Oh, okay. Oh, Just I that, it got real dark in here. For <laughs> a well, that that was the laptop. It's like what you say. There was a cloud over. Around, <laughs> I haven't seen Brides, but when I saw the it, sun's, I saw, the sun's going I out. I saw it twice in theaters. That's it. But that, I enjoyed it. But what kind of name not... is Stove? Mm. You're oh. an appliance. It had moments. That yeah. was it for me. I don't know. Mm. 
But yeah, back to you, yeah, Matt. Uh, <laughs> Crazy Rich Asians, that was uh, very good. And I recommend it to anybody who's interested in seeing some... Uh, actually, I read a, I, yeah, I read a blurb that I thought was pretty you interesting. Read? Yeah. Blurb? Well, okay. You say? Okay, somebody Rich. somebody Rich. read it to me. Oh, okay. Sorry. A man read it to me. <laughs> um I yeah, I read a blurb. Or sorry, somebody read it to me. I, I'm sorry. And the reviewer said that this was probably the first rom com they'd ever seen that they would actually have preferred to watch in IMAX. Why? Just because it's like so full of splendor. Like there's a lot of um aerial <laughs> shots of the So it's like burlesque. No, no. <laughs> of, um... Sure. Oh, we didn't talk about Cher? I'll talk about Cher this of, week. Of, Go ahead. Of, I'll add that to my movie news. There's, like, a lot of shots of the Singapore skyline. Lots of shots of, like, beautiful food. And, uh... But, yeah, no, the character development is pretty nice. It's... I, I can't complain. Constance Wu is very good in it. My big complaint was that they, um... They were making her look, like... What did I say? I said they were making her look really young, I thought, from like the trailers and things like that. But it turns out that is not the case. They, uh, she looks, she looks good for her age. Like, uh, late, late twenties. She's, uh, mid thirties, but she plays somebody who's in her late twenties, I believe. Um, actually, that might not have even been specified, but, uh, it, it all works. And, yeah, Jin Yang from Silicon Valley. Ooh, Jin Yang makes, makes a good appearance in this film. This film has a good amount of Asian actors that are that you'll probably recognize from other things. Oh mm-hmm. God, it's not full of white people. <laughs> there, I think I I counted on like one finger the amount of white people I remember speaking in this That's film. It's really impressive. Person. Yeah. Was there anyone from Off the Boat in this? Uh, besides Constance Wu, no. Okay. Randall Park was not. The little uh, little kids were not. The grandmother was not. But uh, Matt does love that show. It, it's pretty good. It's good. I watched the first two seasons. I need to catch up on it. Yeah. It. Uh, let's see. What else did I watch? There were quite a few things. Oh, I watched Eighth Grade. Critical. Oh, darling. thank God! Lady Bird is dead, and Eighth Grade's alive. <laughs> I wanted to watch Eighth Grade. Eighth grade. Killed too. It. I want to see it too. But I hear it's amazing. It was kind of ridiculous the, the scenario in which I found myself watching the film in this theater because. The whole day, I was I was going between two movies. I was like, I really want to watch Three Identical Strangers, and I want to watch Eighth Grade. It's it's apparently it's I think it's like a documentary or some sort of true true tale account of three identical strangers, uh, three (laughs) identical triplets, I guess, who were like separated at birth and somehow (laughs) found each other. And, and the cameras were just happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's like a... They're each filming their own documentary. Met <laughs> <laughs> up in the middle. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to be really good. I, I like the premise. I, I don't know why it's been getting so much praise. It doesn't really seem like a film that would do that. But, yeah, it has been. But, uh, and I've been wanting to see 8th Grade as well. So I had those two movies in mind. And the whole day on Wednesday, this was when I saw it, I was thinking, okay, Three Identical Strangers. So I go to the theater. I'm like, can I get two tickets for Three Identical Strangers, please? And they say... (laughs) For me and my imaginary friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they say, uh, uh, that played at 3.50 p.m. It is 7 o'clock. Oh, I hate that. And that used to happen to me all the time. (laughs) I'm like, oh, shit! Why don't you the times online? I I really did. I thought... He uses the newspaper like a Neanderthal. (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought it said 7 p.m., but apparently I was <laughs> oh, gravely mistaken. Damn your dyslexia, Matt. <laughs> I, I even in, I invited people to watch uh, Three Identical Strangers, not knowing that in reality oh. uh, that you wasn't playing. The family, the friends, yep. all you, you, you did invite two identical <laughs> strangers to, to <laughs> Three Identical Strangers. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was like, bring your two twins, we'll get free tickets. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, and so they tell me, okay, well, I'm like, well, what do we do now? Me talking to my imaginary friend. I'm like, uh, <laughs> they somehow speak up and the rest of the world hears them. They're like, well, what other movies are playing? And uh, they say Mission Impossible, um, so Mamma Mia. No. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I could. No. But here we go again. <laughs> no, it's Mamma Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> But, um, and then eventually they say eighth grade, and I'm like, oh my god, what an embarrassment. I read it wrong, which makes sense for me. It's not eighth grade at 7 p.m., or it's not, you know, <laughs> three identical strangers at 7 p.m. It was eighth grade at 7 p.m., and I mixed the two up because of my, uh, moderate to severe illiteracism. Mm-hmm. So. Keep telling you, you get on that. So I was like, Eighth grade. Okay, that's that's what I wanted. Give give me two tickets for so that. So how was the movie? Oh my god, <laughs> it was. I'm a changed man. Ladybird, mm. no more. Who that hoe? No, it actually. I, I think it's like pretty overrated. <laughs> really? I think I'm wow. just like mumblecore as a thing to me. I it's I'm a little over it. <gasps> Which is I a, never thought the day would come. Where's the balloons? Where's the streamers? <laughs> Although you know what? It's really strange because the film we're about to see today hint, is hint. Mumblecore. I I think so. I guess so. <laughs> it better not be tiny furniture. Oh, it's not. It's not. Oh, it was Mumblecore before Mumblecore was a thing. Is Lena Dunham in it? <laughs> no. Mm. She... I'll be watching you. <laughs> or getting naked. <laughs> Maybe uh, slightly to the left of the uh, frame. Just off screen, <laughs> she's she's getting naked in the mid nineties. Now, <laughs> right, good. Uh, it was good though. Yeah. It was very good. I, it looks very similar to my experiences as an actual teacher. The score was great. I, I could believe that. Yeah. Uh, you don't see a lot of teacher stuff though. Not a lot it's of teacher more, interaction. But I mean, like, I when yeah, I saw the trailer, know, I'm like, the that's kids. an eighth grade. Yeah. Definitely. Like, unlike Lady Bird, who is like. <laughs> that was my impression of Ladybird. In case you didn't know, that's just what I hear in that movie. A- eighth Dang, grade. I, really, I mean, I love. Hold on, yeah, no, Ronan has it. grown on me. Oh, she's great. But the character of Ladybird has not grown on oh, me. But she's I feel bad, but I'm like. Do you think Ladybird is be- better or worse than Hannah? Oh, I love Hannah. <laughs> Hannah's a secret pleasure of mine. I was going to recommend Hannah. Oh, whatever. That's why I love Cersei Ronan. I was more saying that as a joke, but oh, oh all right. Oh, God, I love Hannah with Kate Blanchett in that Wait, movie. Wait, what's Hannah? Hannah and her sister? The, oh. no, the action movie with Hannah. Oh, Eric Bennett. At first I thought you were talking about uh, Hannah Horvath, no. which is Lena Dunham's character in Girls. No, I don't with, ever with... talk about Lena Dunham. Oh, that's well, a damn good Lena show. Lena Dunham tangent, she was on an episode of Drag Race and she goes backstage and all the drag queens ignored her. And I was like, oh, oh boy. thank God. Oh, she doesn't deserve it. She does deserve she it. She doesn't deserve the lead singer of uh, Ble- Bleachers. I think they, oh no. She yeah, they the broke up. lead singer of Fun. No, it was oh, no. Ble- yeah. he was a front man. Like that. He was the like the drummer. Sorry, we're on a music tangent, everybody. <laughs> like it was like a side piece and fun, and the lead singer Bleachers. Okay, but they've broken up. Mm. Yep, good for him. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the score. Oh, I love the score because it's done by my girl Anna Meredith. Who? Uh, some indie musician, some like um, 
orchestral. She she used to like conduct a symphony in London or whatever. Ooh, Very like awesome. Kind of she has one great record and a million terrible one. No, oh. she's only released one record. Um, but very good, kind of post-rocky. I don't know, it's a little all over the place, but so fun. And I, as soon as it came on, uh, my my face just lit up. It's like the first <laughs> thing you hear uh, for for this movie, and it's fantastic. Mm. Uh, but they use it pretty well. Um, the The protagonist does suffer a good a lot from anxiety. I think to a so do I <laughs> yeah, but to a greater degree than like the average kid than than uh a in eighth grade i think it's still very relatable um but me with my kind of mumblecore i just like to see the most basic like average people doing nothing of consequence uh, that's that's my kind of thing which will bring us to our movie in a little oh, bit oh god but I'll uh strap myself in <laughs> so there's a little bit more of that kind of uh particular anxiousness that uh, I'm, you know, it didn't plague the film, but it gave it a certain note that uh, you know connected to the genre to you of mumblecore, right? Yeah, it, it it set it apart though. You're saying it's slightly different than what you expect from normal. I I just expect like was it funny? I guess jokes? I expect like, like documentaries, kind oh. of in a weird way. Like I I like fictional documentaries where like characters were would not act in a special way. Not that she does. It's very realistic. I think. But, um, yeah, I don't know. There's something about that anxiety. Like, it's totally fine. I'm not saying it, uh, it made the film any lesser. Just, like, to me personally, I, I like to see films with uh, people that don't share any, mm, like, special traits. Which sounds, like, crazy. Yeah. Because then why watch a film? We've got a madman at this <laughs> A table. little bit. Uh, and, of course, I go, like, first day to see The Avengers, which is the complete opposite of that. But, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I wasn't aware like mumblecore was like a term of phrase. I oh know. yeah, you've like, got a long road like, to go. Like I, I, I understand like yeah. what, what you're what you're getting at. I, I even uh, hearing interviews with uh, Bo and the mm-hmm. lead actress of the film. But uh, I, yeah, that, that, that's surprising. I didn't know like that was a that was a name. There was a name Add for that. On this podcast, oh, yeah. you'll, <laughs> you're gonna know soon enough. <laughs> but it's it's turning turning away from me. I the whole genre. That. I don't believe you. Who are you, man? You know, like these these kinds of films, they have like great moments, but in their entirety, the, it seems to be kind of missing something. They don't live up; they're not more than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still very good. I would definitely drop some money to go see this film. Uh, I can yeah. drop the one dollar, Mark. Just pretty Mark, well Mark, done, Mark. 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 <laughs> There's one thing. The uh, uh, this isn't a spoiler, but the girl cracks her phone screen at one point. <gasps> And, um, and that's the, the camera, of the film. <laughs> the camera kind of zooms in on it for a bit, and I feel like it's supposed to be a metaphor for something, but I, I just don't know. My what. magnum opus. Yeah, <laughs> it's the disconnect from technology, you know, and personality, you know. I guess so. Eh, maybe, but stemming she, from her anxiety, I assume she goes to the phone so she doesn't have to talk to actual people. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, uh, oh, yeah. it's it's showing in like the trailers that she's like a a vlogger or like a YouTuber, yeah. and so yeah. that's how she kind of expresses herself, I guess. Who talk on the internet for free. Uh, the use of technology in the film was pretty well done. Um, yeah, I think it's probably about on par with Dear White People. Like, I love, I love, oh, the, I love the tech in that. Ooh, girl, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cause I lo- the movie or the series? Or the BuzzFeed. I haven't seen the movie. But, uh, the, the series. Movie, the I assume they share like, the same sentimentality. They do. Yeah. They do. Um, all very good. 
but uh yeah it's pretty similar i think it's a little exaggerated in this like there are like the popular girls are characters who never look up from their phone like if somebody's talking to them they'll like look up and say one word and then start so looking back down teenagers. and oh jesus what else oh god okay well we'll, we'll pick up with this <laughs> we <laughs> have another episode, have another okay. episode. Have to another. be continued yeah. <laughs> Too many movies in one week. Thanks I don't know to, how you do it. Thanks to AMC A list. It's summer for me, and I still can't. But I did. Speaking of, well, I have two transitions since we just talked about Mumblecore. Mm-hmm. Cher just mumbled her way through a new ABBA album and released the hit single "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man After Midnight," and it's <laughs> the best thing Cher has ever gifted us. Go give it a listen. It's the best. Uh, Even better than. Do you believe in love after love? That's her. That's a, a classic Cher, but. Even better, that new single from uh, Weezer, Africa. Oh, jeez. Uh, Weezer. Oh, Weezer that one's not Africa? too bad. Yeah, that, no. And now Toto's you know going to cover Weezer. No! Or maybe that happened And you know that Weird Al joined Weezer to do Africa? No! <laughs> I like Weird Al, though. He's had a hard life. Has he? Really? One of his parents died of asphyxiation on the same night. What? From Look it up. From Carbon what? Dioxide. Dioxide. He bought, he bought them, or monoxide, <laughs> whatever. He bought them a new house. He was doing a tour, and they both died in the same night. Oh my Holy god! Shit. Yeah, that's uh, dark celebrities with Jonathan Kwiatkowski. But, um, that's terrible. Jesus. Yeah. This was a couple. I want to say a couple. I want to say like ten years ago. Good lord. Yeah, rough time. Anyways, on a lighter <laughs> note, um, I watch. Oh, well, not really lighter. The only thing I watched this week was the beautiful A twenty four documentary on Amy Winehouse. Ooh, nice. Oh, I love Amy Winehouse. This is in my have. this is in my queue. Yeah. It's that, very good. Is that the lion one? Something uh, no, about a lion. Amy, just Amy. Oh, okay. Lions the other one. I think she has two. Lion. Okay. Yeah, something. Lions also lion. another movie. Might just the, be a CD. Yeah. That's an older one, isn't it? I yeah. think so. Yeah. But this was very good. It was very poignant. Okay. Um, she seemed like a great person. Like, you know, I mean, well, people... aside from the drugs and stuff, but like, it, you know, if you grew up, like, she grew up so free-spirited and carefree, it's like she never really cared about being famous. Mm. I'm not going to say, like, she donated to cherries or anything, because I don't know the specifics of that, but she seemed like a person I'd love to hang out with and just, you know, be chill with. Well, like, yeah. that, that, a lot of it's relevant in the news now, like, especially with, like, um, Demi Lovato, like, mm-hmm. her, oh, yeah, her recent, like, um, o- like, overdose that she and had. she was clean for seven years, too. I yeah, think. I mean, and then, you, you know, it's, I was like, oh, hey, you know, like, Demi's having fun. You see all those little ads that yeah. were coming out on yeah. Facebook. and, and she's nowhere. And, and yeah, yeah, that's it's it's hard, and people think like that's like the worst of somebody. Where it's like you know, like addiction is just mm-hmm. it just sort of falls into someone's lap now, yeah. like sometimes, and you know, something like that never goes away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, you don't immediately. And that was the one thing about Amy Winehouse where people immediately judged her on mm-hmm. that, and that's not something that you could just throw. Uh, stones uh, at a glass house yeah. for it, essentially. So yeah. you gotta look between the cracks and like what's going bit, on with a person. It's a little bit like judging someone on depression. Where yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. And she also had depression, bulimia. It mm. kind of all combined. Uh, she was actually clean, I think, for I want to say a few weeks before she died. But the bulimia and then like she overdrank when she was nervous combined and like shut down her whole system. Mm. Damn. Um, but according to the documentary, it's more about she when she fell in love. During her life, she fell in love hard, and it was usually with people who did copious amounts of drugs and kind of pressured to do things that maybe she wouldn't have done otherwise. Mm. And her dad was also, like, at the end, kind of all about the, the cameras and the mm. his, his story and not her story, because he divorced her mom and everything. But give it a watch. It's poignant. I always loved Amy Winehouse. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. And then we just lost Aretha. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, breaking news. You better think. Oh, thank. Freedom. 
That made me want to make me it, like hearing that uh, made me want to go back watching Blues Brothers just yeah. just to watch that scene because she's mm-hmm. great in that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, what movie are we watching? Yeah, today? the Queen yeah. of Soul. Oh, let's see. Oh, uh, I did it. Well, with that burp, we signalized. <laughs> now we, we, we've got to sterilize this pop filter. Give me, give me, give me the movie we're watching. Oh, sure, bitch. <laughs> you can't put vodka in your cereal. <laughs> That's what that is. Why don't we all want bitch? Also burlesque. Wait, this is the same movie with uh, Christina Aguilera. Yes! Okay, I'm just making sure. It's awful! I thought it was. But a classic. <laughs> uh, I, I was, when you were like talking about which movie it is, I was actually right about to blurt it out. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Our hints were, it takes place on a train. It starts on oh, a train. Well, it doesn't take place. It starts yeah, on yeah. a train. It's not Snowpiercer. It could be anything. Oh, is this, um... <laughs> Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it's an hour and 45 minutes? It's an hour and 45 minutes. And that's our two hints. Yeah, my last romance film ended on a train. This one starts on a train. Wow. wow. It, nice bookend. <laughs> I, I, and, uh... Oh, sorry, are you, I, don't, I, I was jumping the gun. Or, well, well, let hints. me give mm. my two stupid guesses. I have... Mur- I'm not going to guess it. I have Murder on the Orient Express, the new one. Yeah. Nope. The old one's a classic, though. That's not a romance. Kinda is. Oh really? There's romances in that. Mm, okay. With Hercule Poirot, the greatest detective in the world, <laughs> and then Inception, just because Marion Cotillard waiting for a train. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit of a romance. Yeah, I can see that. But, Good but, guesses. No, they're all but, guesses. But, no. <laughs> uh, but uh, as Inception says, uh, is it? Um, I'm, I'm thinking of a Hitchcock film. Um, Damn it! You must. You, you might know what this is. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. First. I'm trying to think of the name, mm-hmm. and it's killing me. Uh, damn it! No, you, you gotta do it for me. I don't remember. But you know, it, God, God it, damn uh, it! Is it three identical strangers on a train? train? Sure, I think so. <laughs> I should know, but I don't remember. Uh, no, it is not that. Okay, or it fine. Can also be a crime movie, like The Perfect Crime. Uh, unless that's also Strangers on a Train. No, it, it has be, to do like uh, one, one. They commit a murder. It has like one man ha- kills the other guy's wife, yeah. and I forget what the name of it is. Chris Cross. Chris Cross. But, that, that, that's like the running thing. No, okay. I can give you a couple more hints. Um, I won't get it, so what's the point? Is, is this a foreign movie? Sluts my wrist. It's foreign in the sense. What does that, that mean, it, Matt? Just say, just mean? say it is. That just it, say it's it, foreign. It takes place in Vienna. <gasps> Austria? And uh, was filmed in Vienna. Ooh. Ooh. It's believe- the bomb trap, children! <laughs> bomb trap family singers! They're yeah. gone! <laughs> we got it. We're here for five hours. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> No, and no. say it, Sister Margarita. Okay. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> All right, my last hint, I guess. Linklater. What? Oh, Richard Linklater? Mm, the very same. Oh, I'm going to hate this movie. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I love his work, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I'm open strokes to different folks. <laughs> we are watching the 1995 film. I was two. Before sunrise, sunrise. with Before Ethan Hawke. I hate Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Never heard of this film. <laughs> this film will make you tolerate him. Really? Uh, not get not like Gattaca. Actually, it might make you <laughs> Gattaca. hate him. Gattaca. Ooh, Patrick Dempsey and Gattaca. It depends uh, how you I was feel going for about Jude Law. Oh, Jude Law. Depends how you feel about uh, precocious twenty somethings. I hate him. I hate him. You'll hate this film. Oh, <laughs> well. Okay. Let's get into it. Give me, 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 give me,
back? Are you waiting on us? Yeah, why do I gotta do it? I mean, you're the. I don't have to do everything in the relationship. But you're. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say because you're the host. Well, that too. So what did we watch? I don't know. It wasn't my movie. We watched um, Before Sunrise. Not After Sunrise. No. Although uh, parts of this movie, false advertising. Did occur after yeah. the sun was up. Had a, had a bone to pick with that yeah. uh, part of the film. Uh, yeah, Before Sunrise. Mm. Uh, Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke star as uh, uh, star-crossed lovers. No, star. Jesse? Both stars. James? Yeah, Jesse James. Jesse James <laughs> Celine. And we're not even drunk yet. <laughs> no, that, that's a, that was a line in the movie, Jesse James. Yeah. So she's he's Jesse. She's Celine. Celine, named after and, uh, the diva Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. The great Celine. Um, she was only uh, born in what seventy two. Yeah. So this movie is from nineteen ninety five. The year of our Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, uh, the '90s play a big role, I think, yeah. in. In the movie setting, do uh, they? I don't. And I don't like see the, any nineties and the characters for like a hot second. There's grunge. There's harpsichords, you know, the they, famous ninety instrument. They don't got cell phones, I guess. Yeah. Um, so they don't really keep in touch that way. They could have mm. kept in touch other ways, but you yeah. Know. So before going in, um, I wasn't expecting a lot from this movie because it's not my favorite genre, yeah, at all. But mm-hmm. I have to say. It flowed better than I thought it did. Oh. It was more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Oh. And I did not hate it as much as I thought I would. <laughs> so, I guess that's three victories for Matt. I mean, we Very were nice. bashing this movie well, right after Oh, yeah, that. back and forth. <laughs> well. But yeah. it's not entirely... It deserves it. I yeah, think, there's some... Like, yeah. I, I don't know if it's not a movie that hasn't aged well, but it's definitely... I think it's a replica of its time. A replica? A remnant? Uh, it's a product of its time. There you go. Like, the the characters, their, you know, their philosophies, everything they talk about, their conversations, I think it's very, like, 90s. 90s navel-gazing, yeah. uh, as much as that was a thing, like, back then. Mm. It, would, it would be, like, a little bit, uh, like, clerks if they were grown older and had more money. It took place in New Jersey instead of Vienna. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but uh, I, I think it's very much in line with the night. You know, it's just very, like... Kind of naive, early 20-somethings just trying to show the world what they got. And uh, it's really not much, but they think it is. Yeah, that's so. all they got. What were we drinking during this movie, Matt? Ooh, that's a great question, because I don't know. We were drinking Dornfelder, which is apparently a 2017 red wine from Rheinhausen, uh, which is, uh, I guess, a place in Germany. I think that translates loosely to Winehouse. Really? Weinhausen. That makes sense. <laughs> huh. Well, it's... it's Sprechen Sie Deutsch? <laughs> it's Rheinhausen. Rhein. But, yeah. Like pro- the Rhein. Probably wine, yeah. Like gold? Could be the gold house? Could be Rhein the river? Yeah, Do I was thinking Rhein? river. Yeah. There's also a river in this movie, the Dame Du. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. And so we she's begin. like, she's like, do you know yeah. what that is? Does she say that? Yeah, she's she goes, like, do you like, know what that oh, is? He goes, yeah. oh, a river. While looking at a river. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ethan Hawke is anything but charming in this I, movie, and I just don't get it. Yeah. He's Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I will say there's a little bit too much of like, oh, there's like, there's this. Do you get it? Or like, do you, do you know what that is? It, it's a little condescending. Mm-hmm. But it kind of makes sense given the characters because they are, they're very precocious. Yeah. Both of them, really. Yeah. They both have their own ideals and they stick to them. And mm-hmm. they kind of like, you know, bounce the ball off each other. Yeah. Uh, to discuss these things. Um, we open on a train. 
As yeah. you said before. I like the shots of the train, actually. I don't I don't remember them making an impression on me, but mm. they're like a slow TV. Like, they got that, they got that new shit down in, like, Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. It's called slow TV. You just watch a train for, like, six hours. It's, like, the highest rated they, TV they program. They train spotting. Yeah. Ooh. Another, uh, another thing we might watch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> T2. That was on last night. On was the it? Movie the channels. second one? Yeah. yeah. T2. Not Terminator, but train spotting. Do you choose life? Mm, I don't remember the next line. <laughs> was that it? Or was it? Was that, that was like written on a bathroom stall, I think. I don't remember. Mm. Uh, but it's on train. Tell yeah. us about it, Matt. It's oh, it's film. it's slow moving. It's greater. <laughs> it's it really it's ahead of its time. This film because that because it takes place on a train. Yeah, that kind of uh, place setting wasn't known until recently with slow TV and you just watch t- you just watch a train go on by for six hours uh, uh, we're listening to operatic overtures yeah uh, we listen we're to, in the uh, city of music Vienna Austria so naturally where all these great composers once lived that's the score for this film it's mm-hmm. these two people wandering through the streets of Vienna listening to music discussing topics on their life it's a very light plot audience so if we don't <laughs> yeah. really get into it and just kind of pose questions and wax cerebrally um just let us do that mm-hmm. for once. It's not really an intensive plot. Um, yeah. the The film opened with overture. Yeah, one of the many overtures. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I like that song. I, just, I hear that song a lot. Iso- Isolated. No, no. Dido one. and Aeneas. Yeah, Dido and Aeneas. Composed, Another Greek myth. Composed by Henry Purcell. Mm. And, uh, Who's the same guy who did uh, the Moonrise Kingdom? Really? One of them. Henry oh, nice. Purcell. Uh, directed the final because they the final like uh, bum bum like during the credits. Oh really? Now, dir- now conducted by Henry Purcell, I think. Or oh, I didn't like know that. that. Or something like that. They use his music. They use that okay. in Benjamin Britten in that movie, I think. Um, Wes Anderson's making a musical. Just throwing that guys. <laughs> we open on um, these two angry people having a fight on the train. It's yeah, just, we can't understand them because they're speaking German. Uh, yeah, no subtitles. No subtitles. They're just obviously having like a lover's quarrel or something like that. And this woman is reading a book next to this couple, and she goes, "You know what? I can't take this. I have to move." Mm-hmm. And she unfortunately takes a seat next to Ethan Hawke, thus getting the ball rolling for this entire film. Yeah, <laughs> but before we get to that, uh, thanks to the magic of the internet, we do actually know what the European couple was saying. Oh, and it's pretty good conversation, I think. Um, let's see. The couple on the train is actually arguing in German. This is according to IMDb, the wizards over there. Thank you. Thanks, IMDb. The man is reading in his newspaper how 70,000 women are addicted to alcohol. The script translated the squabble as follows. You're one of them, he says to his wife. She volleys back, saying he's the alcoholic. I have a reason to do it. I'm married to you, he retorts. Oh, where was this movie? Yeah, that was pretty good, right? Some couple corners. But instead we got just... A whole lot of Waxing nothing. poetic. Wax- whole yes, movie. exactly. Uh, so, this woman takes a seat what? next to Ethan Hawke. <laughs> More like waning poetic. Waning poetic. Ooh, that was dumb. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> already, I hate Ethan Hawke's pretentiousness throughout yeah. the whole film. He's just so pretentious. She's not that much better. But I just no. like her more as a character. I don't like her breathy voice. That's one thing I'll say. <laughs> it's too breathy. It's a little too, uh, again, ahead of its time. Because now that's kind of all the rage. Mm-hmm. Especially in music, those breathy vocals. But yeah, it's a little too much. Yeah. Very whispery. <sighs> just doesn't vibe with me. But I think it fits her character well. She's, uh, well, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, so he turns to her and goes, you know what? Um, I was thinking about going into the lounge car. Want to join me? She goes, yeah. It's a little too noisy in here. We can talk. So they have this awkward conversation where he brings up his 
brilliant idea of filming a TV show for 24 hours nonstop it's, for a year. Which oh, is called yeah. Big Brother After, After Dark. Dark. Yeah, and it's a stupid idea. Yeah. Can I mean, we all agree on that? It's kind of cool in like the Truman Show kind of way. Yeah. But it wouldn't work feasibly. No. No. Unless that you steal a child from orphanage and throw him into and a dome. But, boyhood <laughs> style. But I think that's oh, the God, point. Boyhood. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, yeah, Richard, Richard Linklater. Linklater. Yeah, exactly. He did it. He took his own idea. <laughs> Which I like boyhood. I gotta be honest. I, I'm a boyhood fan. You're Good. a boy who also grew up. Yeah. I like boyhood. <laughs> Which is it, it's interesting. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because these are, I feel like they're very much along the same vein. Mm. But uh, no, I think that's uh, intentional. This idea is not supposed to be feasible like a grand revelation. It's just a dumb 20 something like muttering a, a dumb idea that he has. Did I think you you're mean very the much. The whole movie? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think you're very much supposed to look at it that way. Mm. Uh, well, anyways, they're on the train. They're going to different destinations. He's going mm-hmm. to Vienna, but yep. she's going. No, they're coming. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. She's going somewhere else. Not. France. She's going to Paris. Yeah, she's, she's going, going back home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes. You know what? I have to get off this train. Da 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 da. Walks off. You think the relationship's over there? That's it. Now then the he, real movie begins. Then he yeah. runs back on the train. He goes. You know what? We just met. But do you want to, like, come off this train and walk with me? I don't have a lot of money. I have no room for a hotel. I was just going to walk around for, like, a day or so. And she... Just stupidly says yes. Stupidly says yes. Like, yeah. as if even random stranger to her head. Which I kept thinking this movie was just... Oh, man, it was going to be, like, a secret, like, <laughs> like serial killer movie. And I was like, it got promoted that way. And then it fooled everybody towards the end. No. I'm gonna, I'll tell you right now, audience, that's not what happens. No, no, and I was left all. in disappointment. I like the. I, I do like the way he convinces her, though. He he says like, oh, you know, if you don't do this now, you're gonna be with guys in the future, and you're gonna be thinking like, you're gonna be thinking back on me and being like, oh, what if he was like the one? He could have been so great and blah blah blah. But now, if you stay with me, you'll find out that that's not the case. I'm just like just like every other uh, every other guy, and it'll put your mind at ease. Mm-hmm. Um, before they get off the train, we have to bring up at least some of the conversations they talk about. So mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke opens with seeing his grandma ghost, grandma's ghost in his youth, yeah, and yeah. how she was just standing there, and then like he called to her and she waved, and then she vanished. So that's yep. like one of his quirky stories of introduction to this lady. <laughs> then she retorts back that, "Oh, I've always been afraid of death. I'm constantly afraid that I'm gonna die if I take a plane. I'm gonna die. I imagine myself falling in the air." But it's kind of funny, and she like does weird laugh, and I, I'm just like. No one would say this in their introduction to people. This isn't how people talk, but it is in a way. It's it like, could be. It's like how people wish they talked, or I don't know, if the rules of society didn't apply. Yeah, not not. It's not how they wish they talk, like in terms of the content, but in terms of like the the lack of insecurity. Mm, like it, if you could just be yourself fully and just say dumb shit without having to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. It's they, almost like they're in like a Paris salon talking instead of you know a little bit yeah normal life like they're back in like the 1800s discussing Uh, science and philosophy there's something about this where i i i get the dialogue of the movie the thing is there's nothing that's attracting me to it it always like i'm always like it's pulling me away somehow from the movie itself maybe just because i don't know how the movie was like directed or something something maybe how the audio was captured but i i just there's even when they 
they find some of these like little characters uh, throughout the movie, like the two German guys on the bridge. Mm-hmm. Things just feel so dull at times, especially early on in the movie. I mean, it picks up a little bit later on. A li- like you, you get to like maybe dwell it a little bit into their character, but mm-hmm. it takes me out sometimes, and I just I can't help but not pay attention. I felt the same way too. Like there were, t- but I tried to pay attention. Some of their conversations attracted me more than other of their, others of their conversations. Like once yeah. I associated a bit more. Some of them were just strange, but when they were discussing like past relationships and whatever i was like okay this is more intriguing but even like the abnormal stuff like i found it interesting i just didn't know why they were talking about this when they just met mm-hmm. literally hours ago yeah. minutes ago a day ago and they're talking about their whole life they do they do bring it up later how it kind of feels otherworldly like yeah. the way they're talking so i think they're they've reached like a weird comfort zone with each other or that's like the movie's way of justifying it but at least they give us that mm-hmm. uh, like the movie does go to lengths to justify like why some of the things are done the way they the way they are which i somewhat appreciate but you know by the same token you could just be like well what if you just didn't do that and then you wouldn't have to justify it all right well we Mm -hmm. meet we finally get introduced to these characters and their names he goes hi i'm jesse but my friends call me james and no no i'm james but my friends call me jesse oh whatever she's like like, jesse james and then she goes i am selling so Remember those two names, audience, because they're the only ones that we actually hear about. Yeah, um, literally the only names in the movie. They're walking as tourists, and they meet this couple of German actors putting on a show, or Vien- Viennese actors mm-hmm. putting on a show. Oh, I do like them, actually, by the I way. I like them, too, because they're like, like regular people. They're yeah. like, what are you doing mm-hmm. here? Mm-hmm. Like, the museums are closed. There's no, <laughs> yeah. like, nothing going on. Why are you just doing This is strange. You, you shouldn't you, be doing you this. dumb tourists. Yeah. Uh, but you can come to our show, which stars a cow and Indian politicians, Mexicans, and more. And they have they have this fun thing that I wish they did more of in the movie, where we go, oh, we're on our honeymoon. Yeah, she was pregnant, but she mm. she mm. had to give it up or something like that. And yeah. like they they play these mind what? games. And I said Matt would totally love uh, whatever happened, who's not afraid? whatever happened to Baby Jane, <laughs> Baby Jane, that too. But who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Because the whole movie is the couple playing mind games with each mm, other like that. Which is, I want to get back to this point uh, where I was going to talk about earlier. Where I want to relate it to a couple of movies that I I'm kind of a fan of. Uh, it's um, at Middleton. Uh, with Andy Garcia and Vera uh, Farminga. Vera Farmiga. Farmiga, sorry. I don't know. Like that, for me, that that's keeps in the same vein. Just two mm. random people and they end up like having these little like fun adventures around this uh, campus. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, another one uh, with, called uh, Before We Go with uh, um, uh, Chris, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. which I think he directed too, and uh, Alice mm-hmm. Eve. Which there's just uh, ha- they ha- they spend the whole night in uh, New York City and they mm-hmm. they each having their own kind of uh, goals that they need to do and then there's you know just spending the whole night to each other just and they have these things that you're talking about which they, uh, pretending have, being like a couple or just yeah. having these, like little like misadventures Mind games or whatever. exactly mm-hmm. and none of that really happens here throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the movie and yeah. it just doesn't I wish it happened more that was one of my I, this, I wish they yeah. did like played around like fucked with each other a little bit it, more it, not this, like sex yeah. fuck but like mine it was just fuck. it was very sincere yeah uh, this movie opposed to those it just doesn't seem fun mm-hmm. to me I just it doesn't nothing makes me gravitate towards them it's odd to mm-hmm. me that you didn't like this movie as much as I well 
like a little bit. I better. mean, we were both because bashing this movie well, pretty it hard. Reminded me a little of Lost in Translation. Okay, kind of the premise. You yeah, know, I can see that. Girl meets guy, boy meets girl. Strange city, in a strange land. You know, and they're talking. They discover a bit more about themselves. For me, it's all about just like having two people within like a set amount of hours, mm-hmm. uh, like getting to know each other. And they had way more time in that movie. Yeah, with, with these with these other whatever. with these other two movies, yeah. it's like within like. An eight hour, a, yeah, yeah. within an eight hour range, essentially. Yeah, not even a day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyways, they they said, "Oh, we might oh, uh, your show." I will say, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a fault of the script that they don't really have opportunity to like play mind games and uh, yeah. fuck around with other people because they barely talk Meet to anyone, anyone else. else. Yeah. yeah, true, true. Maybe I wish they met a little bit more. You yeah. know, learned about the Vienna culture instead of looking in, being <laughs> voyeur and looking through these windows. And it's very Jean Luc Godard. It's very French, the mm, film. Yeah. It feels very Definitely. French. Um, whatever. So they take the tram, and then Ethan Hawke's first thing, Jesse James, whatever his name is, <laughs> um, he goes, let's ask questions to each other, but let's be 100% honest with one another. So he asks his first question, describe your first sexual experience. And she goes, Celeste goes, Celine. Celine. <laughs> I keep thinking Mama Celeste. He's a baron. But uh, she goes, that's a really like forward question, but she answers it. Um, she had a boyfriend... Didn't really work out. Uh, she said he was shaved like a gorgeous dolphin, and that yeah. stuck with me. And it's just weird that... He was a swimmer. He was a swimmer. Yeah. And then Ethan Hawke's like, well, I'm a pretty good swimmer, too. I'm like, no, you're not Ethan Hawke. <laughs> yeah, he's every man, You've essentially. You've never been in the pool before Ethan Hawke. Um, and it's just... it's That male-female dynamic is going on throughout this whole film. Like, yeah. He's always asking her direct, and she answers it. And then when she asks him, like, well, why don't you do the same for me? He goes, yeah, it was good. Next question. And, like, doesn't really dwell on it. So I feel like she's more open or, I don't know, open to being open than he is. Yeah. Like, uh, she... It feels like she experiences... Like, she has a lot more feelings than he does. Mm-hmm. And then she wants to, like, divulge them. She experiences life, like, a little bit more, um... Oh, what's the word? A little bit more... Free-spirited. Yeah, a little free-spirited, a little more... Um, Indulges? Like, viscerally. Oh, okay. Uh, she experiences life. He's a little more, like, standoffish and reserved. Mm. Uh, that's, that's... Uh, I can see That's, like, can... one big point, one big theme is, uh, like, kind of their personalities, once you get to know them, is kind of the inverse of how they uh, first appear, like, superficially. Like, he's kind of presented as the romantic, then you find out he's actually, like, pretty cynical. Yeah. Um... Mm-hmm talks about divorce and, and like it's nothing. And presented a little more cynically yeah, like with her past relationships mm-hmm. and like her psychiatrist and stuff but then we find mm-hmm. out that she's like oh we should meet again. Like maybe yeah. this, she, she has she's second thoughts. definitely mm-hmm. has a romantic side to her. Interesting. Um, anyways, Ethan Hawke discusses how there's six billion planet and how if reincarnation exists we're only part of that same soul. It's like whatever. Go on. <laughs> they they yeah. find a record store. They listen to a record awkwardly in a record listening room mm-hmm. which is just a weird concept in itself. It's like mm-hmm. And Mark throughout the whole film was like, they should be fucking, they should be boyfriend, they <laughs> yeah. should be fucking. And I'm yeah, like, I, mean, I don't think there, it's gonna happen. There's all this sexual tension that's going on in this movie, and and, and, and like there's they're sort of acting on it. Uh, Ethan Hawke more more than she is, but uh, I keep thinking like there's all these opportunities for them to like maybe like bone, and and it's it, it never happens. I mean, it does happen, but uh, it, it's. It's not what you were expecting. I don't know. I think it was, mm. um, and I think. Uh, I, I I was saying it more for comedic value, I think, but like uh, it's it it was it was nice the way it was presented, I guess. Once it did happen, mm. uh, but I, I I get what you say a little bit later on how how it was, and I, we'll get to that. So yeah. I, I like the build up to it because I think if it were to happen earlier, 
And then the question would be like, well, what happens now? Mm-hmm. And then there's like a whole other, you get rid of that tension. It just becomes a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's less to latch on to. But and I liked that they didn't dwell on the same thing throughout the whole movie. Like no one gets really stuck up on anything they're talking about. It's yeah. kind of like they continue yeah. the conversation. They, they even kind of address that too, or like when they're kind of arguing at first and yeah. then they Did sort they of interrupt. Yeah, yeah. So I like, I like how that's brought up. So, and then, it, it, then it's never really there anymore. So, mm-hmm. and they're just sort of cool with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a tourism montage of them touring the city of Vienna, uh, Spice World style. They're pointing at things. <laughs> like, Spice of your life! Everybody, oh my god! No Lizzie. Goomer, goomer, goomer. <laughs> no Lizzie McGuire bike ride, though. No, no unfortunately. Lizzie. Gordo. Oh, Prego. <laughs> Gelato has twice the sugar of American ice cream. Thanks, Lizzie McGuire, for teaching me that. Um, and they go to a fun cemetery where, uh, fun. Celine points out, oh, I was here in my youth. I used to come here to think and dream or whatever. And she goes, yeah. oh, there's a girl here, 13-year-olds when she died, when I first saw it. That was how old I was. But now I'm older. Isn't that funny? Yeah. But she's, she's still the same. Or she's like, I guess she's still 13. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that funny? And we're just like, shit. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> no. There are questions or like things, phrases like these that are uttered and they're never dwelled on anymore. And they, very, they, 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 they come and they go. And I'm like, why? I just want to say it's very French because this yeah. is. I just like. I get it. Like this is all like the escapism and like. You I know. was waiting for this movie to just like immediately just cut to black and white for for a hot second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's what I got, and then they kiss for the first time. Yeah. They're at a fun carnival. Mm-hmm. Um, kiss on the Ferris wheel. It's not the night yet. It's like sunset. midday, and they're going like carnival. Like sunset. this is a really long eight hours. I think we experienced all of their eight hours with them mm-hmm. during this film, and uh, they kiss. On a Ferris wheel. It's cute. Um, they discuss... After they get off, they discuss parents and children. Like, how are your parents? Oh, they're a little overbearing, but, you know, we kind of go about our lives. And then Ethan Hawke is, like... Um, he's edgy. Yeah, he's edgy. <laughs> yeah. Um, my parents got divorced, um, but they just wanted the best for me. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's just like... They should have been divorced a while ago, but they stuck together for me and my he, sis. Stay together for the kids. Like every NYU mm-hmm. student I've ever met before in my life it's like the same NYU <laughs> yeah. story like oh my parents are divorced but I live in this elegant upper east side house townhouse apartment whatever with no rent and I still find ways to complain about my life and I'm just like shaking my head mm. like, I can't take but, it but oh, yeah, yeah. He t- yeah he touches on that where it's like oh like uh like most kids are fucked up because the parents give them too little attention, even or though they're or too much attention. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like oh, like too little, even though like that they're a comfortable, wealthy family. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And it's just all this talk. It's like you said, I just hear all the time, and it's something that you mm-hmm. said earlier, like on the film that kind of really annoyed me. Where he was, uh, she's like, oh, you probably think I'm the American that doesn't know anything because I know one language, mm-hmm. and then it's like he just you he, are that American. He is, but like I, just the way he says it, just so like, annoys the hell. Oh, yeah. Well, he did know what a harpsichord was, which gave me like <laughs> one point more for. But like, Hawk. I feel like this movie came around. If the, I says before, if the if this movie was made when the internet was around, and he just Wikipedia a bunch of just like <laughs> fa- famous like pickup lines or turn of phrases quotes from like yeah. high like uh, so- society. If like, you go yeah. on uh, Reddit, like r slash I am very smart. That's that's totally Ethan Hawke's character. He'll, he'll look at I, yeah. he'll he'll look at a piano and, and then like if he looks at another piano that is a piano like a harpsichord he's like oh a harpsichord yeah I'm like oh it's not you idiot like someone calls out this bullshit. I feel like Ethan Hawke would definitely watch Rick and Morty and then defend Rick and Morty as the best show mm. on television. On like Reddit. like everybody else. Oh, Can uh, you the copy the pasta. One thing that really pissed me off about Ethan Hawke, his yeah. hands, yeah. his <laughs> hand work. 
His yeah. choreography. I, actually, I don't like his body. He's he feels <laughs> slimy to me. I don't me. like his face either. <laughs> well, just, his hair looks really greasy. <laughs> well, feel... they didn't bathe, and God knows how long they were on that train. Mm. <laughs> they bathed in each other's. Sweaty, sweaty love. I would just assume that he was just trained in, in movement theater. Well, <laughs> he is talking with his hands like a good Italian, but it's not working. It's like we're going over there and doing. Well, I that, can't do this in a podcast format. Just yeah. imagine I, I, I'm talking with my hands. I just feel like you know, like because this movie is so, it can be dull at that so many times that he has to be so energetic and he has to throw his he has arms to be like, around. I'm game. I'm down for anything. <laughs> wow, I'm American. I'm cool. Hey, dude. And just the handwork is not. Pleasant to me. It really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, they discuss happy couples always lie to each other, and that's how they stay happy. And there's yeah. nothing but happy couples or couples discussing things in the background, and I think that was a directing choice, but not everyone's a couple. Not everyone's a couple. We don't need all these couples walking around. Well, we saw a guy on a bike and a woman reading a book. Wow. Two people. <laughs> and and, a, wo- and a woman, like, drowning. And a homeless man. Like, a woman sitting by herself, just, like, uh, contemplating life and her, all <laughs> life's decisions. Oh, goodness. Well, everyone's a couple in this. Um, and then we meet the eccentric Paul. Maybe, maybe that's, like, the society's pressure telling them to get together. Mm. Or, I don't fucking know. I'm just yeah. trying to come up with something. Well, I like that. Um, but we meet the gypsy woman from Thinner. As the palm reader. She curses dancing. them. Yeah. Oh, she, she waddles over to Sully and is it's like, like, let me read your palm, dear. Oh, you're a traveler. Obviously not native since you told me you were from <laughs> France. And <laughs> you're on an adventure. And then she looks at Ethan and she's like, ah, oh, he's learning. Give me money. And walks away mysteriously. Not before she yeah. gives him a pie and tells him to say, die clean, oh, white woman, woman from, from France. <laughs> but it works. Um, I do agree with her more in this scene. She's like, oh, she's very dramatic, but obviously, like, you know, she, she could see it. But Ethan Hawke is, like, going in. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, man. oh he j- she just wants to take your money and make you feel happy. And what if yeah. an old and- woman showed up and paid all her money and that's all she got? And I wanted to, like, just, like, punch him in I the know. face. I was like, why are you still and, like, and she was even given, like, that, that look where it's like, You're fuck right. you. Oh, like, yeah. I'm just having a good time right, right now. That's it. She was like, or uh, he was like, uh, uh, what was that? I'm learning bullshit. That's way condescending. Yeah. Like that's actually what he said, and it's just like, oh, maybe you're just geez. an asshole. Maybe, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe she uh, read your palm and, and said something positive. <laughs> maybe you have different uh, take right now. Yeah. And she's just having fun. He's just Shut mad. Up. She she was so accurate. Mm. They sneak into a church and they discuss God. And religion, and Celine is like, um, I like religion. I'm not religious, but I really appreciate the people who come here. Ethan Hawke is just like, yeah, religion. I really didn't listen to half the things Ethan Hawke yeah. said. He, he tells this dumb story about his atheist friend, oh, like, yeah, uh, right. hanging out a hundred dollar bill in front oh, of a homeless guy yeah. and be like, do you believe in God? And the homeless guy is like, yes. Oh. And the guy's like, wrong answer. And he takes wow. you know, the hundred dollar bill back. That just goes to show like, like the people such a dick. Yeah. hangs out with, you it's shouldn't be with him. fucking terrible. As you could tell, and, you know, and, and, birds of a feather flock together. And Celine is like, that's so mean, isn't it? And, she, and he's like, yeah. Mm. But, you know, he's laughing. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I'd punch him at that yeah. point. Yeah. If not before. I would like, just leave. Bye. I'd be like, ew, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to find uh, that, ho- that poet. Oh wait, we haven't got there yet. We're there next. Yeah. So it's kind of, well, before we get there, I, I think it's kind of. I will give credit to this movie for for one thing. I mean, I'll give it credit for a few things, but one thing I like is that even what is it twenty thirty? 20, I can't do math. Twenty three years later, um, this movie still kind of makes points that are interesting and 
haven't really been replicated since. At least that yeah. I've heard. Like, I, I do kind of like her. She has a little speech. I mean, there's definitely stuff that has been replicated, definitely. Yeah. But uh, there's still some things that are kind of unique to it. Like, she, she says something about the church being a place where, like, I don't know, so much happens. Like, so many people, like, people experience so many feelings. And they come and go throughout the generations. But, like, the building is still there. And, like, recognizing all... It's still has memories of all those feelings, like, no matter who comes and goes. Uh, I feel like that's kind of interesting. And says something about her, her romantic character, mm, again. Yeah, I can feel that, too. I feel like it's been discussed, not in plain sight. Like, I Yeah, mean, that's fair. You know, was this movie mainstream? I don't know if I can say that. I mean, no, I think it made, like, $10 million. Yeah, because I <laughs> no, did no, no, not no. recognize no, it. Five no, $5 million adjusted for inflation, it's I, like $10 million. I might have saw it, like, pass passing by on like on demand like on mm. first like showtime but like that was next yeah that's about it critics love it though mm. we'll say yeah yeah got a lot of uh i think screenwriting awards too and direction a lot of pretentious people in the screenwriting <laughs> was it, industry was this, what a yeah. shocker oscar bait at all i don't think so no, no i don't think it got nominated for anything well known if it was oscar mm. um anyways they go outside and they get accosted by a viennese poet oh and it's just funny that he goes hey lady she's like what <laughs> like like it's on batman scene like he's gonna mug her after the opera takes out her knife but he goes, say that again he goes no i'm just a poet instead of money give me a word and i'm like oh what kind of pretentious play are we in yeah, right. like i'll give you the moon for a song or whatever <laughs> it's like oh go cry me a river you artist you damn hippie go get a job and they give him the word milkshake mm-hmm. well, they, no, ethan hawk gives the word milk let's be more no, precise th- on I think that she does it actually yeah, she, she, well, no hawk says it first but she agrees on milkshake yeah. hmm. she's, like, let's, she's like let's see where this goes yeah is he a real idiot yeah no they- no no <laughs> She says she says milkshake because he says, really? "Oh, I was gonna say something. I think like something crass, like Ooh. as a joke." Oh, all right, but, never but mind. Then he's like, like, "All right, let's go with milkshake." I didn't know this would turn into milkshake gate, <laughs> but um, someone says milkshake, and the poet goes off in the corner, and then they like they talk about him while they're like right next to him, which is rude in itself. But they do wait around for him to like make his poem, and it's a pretty poem. Mm-hmm. It's cute. He goes, like, cry into my wine glass and whatnot. I don't know how he got all that from Milkshake. Um, this man is an artist, a struggling artist, as we all are. And I fell for him. Where's his movie? I'd rather see him, like, struggle through. He's giving me a little bit, yeah. All, all better characters yeah. except mm-hmm. these two. Yeah, anyone, Definitely. please, anyone. That old lady in the end who's just walking through the park. What's her story? Yeah. I still kind of like that, though. I still think that's intentional. Because, like, these people, they're supposed to just be... Nor- like super normal plain face and the the you know the other people out on the street at the time kind of alone interact with them they're supposed to be like the the catalyst for excitement and conversations mm. yeah <laughs> mm. well they take the poem they pay him which is a night gesture and then they go to this 90s grunge club where she's like oh i'll buy you a beer they sit down watch one performance and ethan hawk is like you're gonna buy me that beer <laughs> and i just <laughs> if the face I'm making I, is very, I I like, think he's supposed to be like egging her on or something like that, or like not. I not, did not like this. Uh, no, I no, did no not I like him. I don't know. No, I didn't like it either. But like, I I see like the the way like he said it, where it's like it's supposed to be like playful in a way. But yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll talk about their playful nature later. Mm. And how speaking of play, what are they? What are they playing? Play a mean <laughs> pinball and discuss um, relationships, relationships and therapy mm-hmm. and. Get really deep. I, I, 
I give them kudos that they were probably actually playing pinball during the scene. Yeah, yeah I do too. Like and working around it. Which so it's like, I, that takes a little like, effort, you know? Yeah, like saying your lines over focusing on like on keeping the pinball, the sp- yeah. Which I, 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 was, I wanted to write down, but like, uh, it's cool that you remind me of that. Uh, uh, just because, uh, no, it, it was shot in a way where it's like, it looked like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so well, it, they probably were, yeah. which is difficult. It's, I don't think I could, like, you know, at least after a while in some rehearsal like yeah. even, well Ethan Hawke does kind of flub it really quick a couple times too <laughs> mm-hmm. like yeah. I don't know if that's a character choice or like actually but she she it, goes a while at it she does too I think like there's one time when she fails and it seemed like she forget, yeah, forgot her line a bit goes, yeah. oh like like we see it falling yeah. and she pauses like a second too long it's like yeah. oh but I, I like that a lot mm-hmm. I feel like this is actually the most natural scene for them mm-hmm. because I think they're given something I, else to I, do I, I, I agree with that and I like the way <sighs> I, yeah, I I do like it in a way where it's like I, whenever it's when each is like their turn up at like um uh playing, uh they're the ones who are really talking like discussing like their own stuff. Mm-hmm. So I, I I like it's like it's like oh their turn to talk. Well, yeah. it's like their turn their turn to play. So I, I I like the kind of directorial choice. I think. Yeah. Um. Well, Selena's talking about how she had an old boyfriend. And she went to a therapist, and the therapist was convinced that she was going to kill her boyfriend based on a novel she was re- and the, uh, write, and, writing. And this is when I convinced that uh, convinced like she's going to kill him. Yeah. She's going to she's going to kill him. I don't think it was going to happen, but it was. <laughs> it's an interesting tangent. Like you know, we get caught up in these relationships sometimes, and is it our psyche or is it just our experiences? Because you know, she probably wouldn't have actually killed him, but she's venting <laughs> through her writing, yeah. almost like living through that character. I think because definitely, I mean, you See, know. yeah, a possibility. A strong possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, Ethan Hawke's yeah. relationship uh, is kind of like we get vague. He's he's like, I was with a girl, didn't really work out. She she wanted me to like say what was wrong with me and her, or whatever. And that's yeah, why yeah. we did. And I was like, mm. like I, I was skeeved at the whole movie. I was just like, oh, there are better men here. Like, yeah, please. I I do. I I feel like this scene in particular goes. Maybe a little bit more into how they view love and like how they treat love than we get in other scenes, and it kind of helps uh, put the audience in like their mindset mm. and kind of knows what to expect from their interactions later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I will say their characters are consistent. Yeah, I think which is, yeah, which is good. They grow over time, so they're not static characters. They do change slightly yeah. in the end. Very slightly. I wish there was a little bit more, but I guess that's part of the movie's charm that it ends the way it does. Yeah, I mean, um, it's only eight hours, and it's it's normal, you know. It's not going to change your life. And they had to usually. sleep for at least four of those hours. <laughs> One would hope. Yeah. Um, sleep, sleep, kids. Uh, it's important. <laughs> I, I don't get enough of it, and you, you see me rambling. So <laughs> don't don't be me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Celine leaves, and she's pretty much convinced that feminism was invented by men, just to be a little more freeing. I mean, that's kind of like an issue that would probably come up today. I don't yeah. know. I agreed with her, you know, in mm-hmm. a way. She brings up some points. If that's what she thinks, but she also, like, has conspiracy theories about, like, how the media affects (laughs) us. Yeah. So it's like, who, like, which (laughs) one of the, like, they're all, they're wrong in some instances, all of them. Like, oh, she's more right. And I think it's more of a litmus test for the audience. Like, where do you side on? Like, who do you believe in? Is it more men-centric or Mm female-centric? It's just, you know, a good conversation piece. For all the women we have I, guesting on this podcast all the time. I I guess Uh, it's just... April's over there Yeah, April's here. She did watch the movie. (laughs) Uh, uh, oh, oh! I meant to say uh, the, when we were talking about the milkshake thing, I forgot to mention another drink that that I bought, uh, which we didn't consume actually. No. <laughs> at least not yet. It's um, because they mentioned milkshake. I tried to find a you know flavored vodka that closely resembled it. You know, they have some fun flavors like 
cake and strawberry cream. And acai berry. Oh, I love Ooh, this yeah. drink. But, RuPaul uh, Drag Race reference. <laughs> of course. <laughs> As is everything in this podcast. Hashtag RuPaul. But uh, now I got cookie dough. Cookie dough ice cream. Imitation. Which is almost milkshake. A little, uh, <laughs> I mean... I mean, there is cookie dough in milkshakes? There was no milkshake flavor, <laughs> which makes sense. But uh, out of all the choices, I, I thought this, at least for milkshakes, represented me I mean, well. Because, I, you know, I like a strawberry shake. I like a chocolate shake. But I like to go out there. Give me a cookie dough milkshake. Mm. And now you're talking. I mean, we, we drove a, a close second to that, which was, what what was it? Strawberry shortcake? Strawberry shortcake. shortcake. Which I, Same brand. Which I drank uh, straight. And it, it was surprisingly good. It went down pretty smooth. The second cup, not so much. But I think that was just because of the lack of ice. Too sweet it, for it, me. it actually went. Decently well with a shit ton of Coke. Mm-hmm. Co- Coca-Cola, not, not cocaine. Oh. Wait, oh. Like, you had cocaine the whole time? <laughs> Maybe both. You're, that's why I love this movie. You're holding? So trivia, Matt? You got it? Uh, let's see. Or should I keep rambling? Yeah, June, uh, June 16th. That's when this movie takes place. It's actually... Wow. Oh. Uh, it's celebrated as Bloom Day. Edward Bloom? Big uh, fish? I want my blue blanket! No, uh, Bialystok and Bloom. Producers. Oh. <laughs> uh, close. Leopold Bloom. Leopold. But uh, yeah, Leopold Bloom as, as featured in James Joyce's Ulysses, oh. uh, which also takes place on the same day, June, June 16th. Mm. Uh, let's see. Ooh, apparently this is an error. When uh, Jesse, J- Jesse <laughs> was talking about Miss July, uh, she re- he refers to her as Crystal. But her name was actually Karen Morton and not Crystal. Mm-hmm. He, he could have been talking about somebody else, but I do think that, yeah, the way it flows, uh, that was an error. Mm. Uh, let's see. I had some other good ones. Uh, oh, I'll just, yeah, this is a big one. Mm. Most of the script was uh, rewritten by Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke, the two, the two leads. Oh, although no. they were, although they were uncredited. That makes sense. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was originally written by uh, Richard Linklater, and I believe somebody else, I, uh, I believe probably a female, He's probably his like, wife. I got nothing. Can you guys but, improv? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, uh, no, a lot of people right. think it's improv, but it, apparently it was a lot of hard work. If it was improv, work. it'd be way more impressive. <laughs> a lot yeah, of hard work. a lot of hard work for well, them no, to it like... it sounded like these two talking. Kind of so like getting through this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got easier, but the beginning... It, it did was, get the easier. The beginning was like, just like life. It gets easier. Yeah. Um, I think maybe once you knew what you were in for, it's like, okay, Okay, this isn't gonna change. Yeah, and, yeah. I was like, like, just, like, like four scenes in, I was expecting like, oh, when's something gonna happen? And I was like, oh wait, <laughs> yeah. this is what's happening. So uh, most of the script was uh, rewritten by them, and the screenplay was actually written in eleven days. Which... I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. No. 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 Not a lot of time. Mm. <laughs> well, should we continue while you look for yeah. more trivia? Let's do that. Okay. So Ethan Hawke sits down. Um, after watching a birth dance, they see this lady belly dancing, and then Celine's like, oh, that's a birth dance. I know this from my culture. Discuss, discuss, discuss. Ethan Hawke sits down and utters the, the repulsive line, I think I would have made a good father. And now I'm like, <laughs> shaking my head. No, you wouldn't, you little shit. Isn't he supposed to be still in father. college? Yeah, he's a student. Yeah, probably like, she's 23. He's probably around the same age, 20, 21, 23. He doesn't know what he's going to be yet, <laughs> Shit. Mm-mm. I don't know why I'm so... He's going to be in training day. That's what he's going to be. Antagonistic against him. I just was like... Skeeved. That, that's how I describe it. They sit down in another bar. 
for someone who doesn't have a lot of money for hotels, they're sitting in all these different places, drinking, yeah. eating, chatting, the whole live long night. Really nice but places, eventually, too. Yeah. Eventually, they lose money, or he loses money. Where? And they have to uh, oh, steal a red wine bottle. They, they don't, they don't, no, they don't lose it. money. They, oh. You know, they, it's gone. They he, gained he, the he, money. What are you talking about? He didn't send that back. What do you he mean didn't gained? send that money oh, back. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, he's out of money. They, they've spent their money. All two tuppence they have, or whatever <laughs> the Viennese currency is. Um, they sit down, they have this phone conversation, and I was like, finally, shillings, finally, Ethan Hogg gets a chance to use his hand acting to create a phone, so he doesn't have to move his damn hands, and they discuss, like, their friends reacting to just getting on a train, meeting someone, and walking through Vienna, and they're like, you're crazy, wow, aren't girls crazy? Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, what's the deal with airline food? They don't don't actually say any of that. But surrounded by this stupid uh, thing that they're doing, there's all these other pretentious couples. Couples discussing things. Yeah. We only know one is pretentious, the other ones are speaking a foreign language. But everyone's doing what they're doing in this universe. (laughs) Let's see, uh, John Sloss. If you guys know who that is, he's no. he plays the complaining American in the cafe. Wow. The very same. I remember him from... <laughs> and... <laughs> Insert here. <laughs> I'll take random guy for 100, Alex. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so let's see. In the scene where... Oh, this is a little further back. Where Jesse complains about fortune tellers never telling the truth. He quotes almost exactly from a scene in the book... The Circus of Dr. Lau by Charles G. Finney. Ooh. In the book, the philosopher and theurgist... This goes back to my point. <laughs> Apollonius of Tyana tells a widow that her next day and the day after will be exactly the same as the day before. A tedious collection of hours. So not only well, is this... During that not only is this plagiarism, he did exactly what I thought he was going to do if this day <laughs> took place if Wikipedia was invented. Yeah. those books. Yeah, I mm. think that's... Yeah, that's the point. Mm. Uh... Why didn't she take off? Why didn't she just leave? I have that in my notes. After the phone conversation, why didn't she just go? There were several points where she could have left. She could have left, but at this point in the movie, I go, why are you still here? This doesn't make any sense. Too romantic. Which, this this is when I started judging uh, Ethan Hawke's character. A lot of... We don't refer to him by name. Because I think that's all he is in any movie. It's just Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke as Hamlet. Ethan Hawke as... Gattaca. Gattaca. He's, he's, Gattaca. he's the Gattaca. Uh, is that he keep they kiss uh, f- very frequently throughout the course of the movie, and just <laughs> and, and he's the one who's more like uh, uh, pushing for it. Yeah, and he's the oh, one yeah. who's really wanting to like, have sex, and, and and that's what's sort of really like off putting to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. as, as much yeah. as I was like saying like these two are gonna get down, it wasn't like I wanted really much wanted them to. Mm-hmm. I just knew this was gonna happen, but. He he just kept forcing it and forcing well, it. And he's she get- more impulsive, and she's thinking through, like, we shouldn't do this because maybe we'll hurt ourselves more in the long run. Mm-hmm. They both just got off bad relationships. Do they really want to do this with a complete stranger? Yeah. Is it going to be worth it? Is this guy just going to go back to America and joke about it to his American friends mm-hmm. that he banged a French girl after meeting her on the train? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you know? good points. So, But he, he's, yeah, he's off-putting. He's too eager to talk about... You know his first sexual encounter, the the sex thing with the monkey. Yeah, just that, I was like, so oh. much. Run, run, girl, <laughs> run, run, <laughs> Sunny, run. Yeah. Don't stop for anyone. <laughs> um, so they go to this bar. They're out of money. They say, "Hey, you steal the glasses. I'll get us the wine." 
So Celine sits down and steals glasses in the most obnoxious way possible. Then she's like looking at the bartender directly in the eye, putting glasses in her purse. Like, I'm not stealing these. (laughs) And the bartender pulls a move, which no bartender would ever pull. And is like, here's a free bottle of wine. Just send me the money. Like a guardian Italian pizza angel. Like, (laughs) winking like... You're going to get laid tonight, buddy. Yeah. Like, for the best night of your life, here's a bottle of wine. I think Which just, they no, leave in the park like a couple of scumbags. No, that's that's pretty unforgettable. Trash. That, that, Trash. That is just Rude. fiction of, of <laughs> no, it itself. That's the realest thing in this movie. That means they're both <laughs> trash. I, I'm, I'm more just talking about, like, the bartender giving giving them a bottle of wine. Yeah. Like, like yeah. shut up. Hey, no way. Hey, Europe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, no, no, not even your love, no. especially when it's America. Americans, they spit in the wine and that got piss in the wine. Also, Maybe why was, was why was Sting running this bar? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, sure. looked just like him. He did. Yep. Uh, so Mark, every the breath whole movie. you take, I'll be watching you. Oh, Sting! Wow, is he here? <laughs> Papa, can you hear me? <laughs> Do you want to build a snowman? Oh. Takes me back. So Mark, throughout the whole movie, was telling me, oh, this is sexy. This is nice. This is cute. I'm like, they're sleeping on the fucking park in sidewalks and under monuments. This isn't cute. They're all greasy. They haven't showered. I think that's pretty cute. No. Yes, it is. Disgusting. The moon is out. Disgusting. No one's... It's just green grass or drinking wine. I think that's pretty romantic in Mm. my eye. Mm. Mm. I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I say I'm her, on her side because they discuss sleeping together. This yeah. The whole movie has been going with this, so why don't you guys discuss what do they say when they've been sleeping together? Like, what what are the reactions to each other? Like, what what's going on? Hmm? Well, he, he, uh, I don't know. He's like, we should do it. Yeah, yeah. we should do it, and she's... <laughs> uh, she wants to do it. Well, does she, though? She does. She even says yeah. that. Where it's like, I want to sleep, it's like, I want to sleep with you as soon as like we got off that train. But she has second thoughts about it, though. Yeah, yeah. but that's that, that, that mm. she always says it because, like, oh, she just because it. we talk this all, all this time and it feels so right and romantic, I don't want to lose this feeling and make it seem like it was just a one-night stand between the two of us. Mm. So that, that that was, like, what was going through her head. And 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 he was totally cool with that. He, like, he wasn't really pressing for... He did a little bit, but but he then he got on her level, and then and, and then she was like, she just kind of came around to the idea, like, you know what? I think we should sleep together. Mm. So, you know, it's not like he peer pressured her into it, well, I think. Okay. The whole night. But like not but even even that, yeah, you know, like at the end he he was just he was just like, yeah, okay, no problem. And then they roll on the grass. Yeah. How romantic. <laughs> maybe it's cause uh maybe maybe it's cause she wanted to keep contact with him or, you know, eventually see him again. But if they do sleep together then, you know, maybe he kinda has no reason to. Yeah. Uh, in in her eyes. Yeah, it's possible. True. In her eyes, mm. and it's the next day. They're talking about saying goodbye. They dance to a harpsichord, which they spy through a window. <laughs> and he has to point out and saying, it, it, "It's a harpsichord." Like, like, like he had to say, it. like he had to say it. Like, like okay. Like, oh, harpsichord. No one asked. Let's dance <laughs> for like a second, and then they're at the train station. Mm-hmm. Oh, is Which is probably my favorite scene. This was the best scene in the movie. Partly because the movie was almost over. Yeah. <laughs> Partly because it was the best scene but, in the movie. But because it, it felt real to me. It did yeah. feel real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're like panicked. And, well, they're at the train station and. 
You're going to get on that train. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. (laughs) You got to get on. You got to live, Charlie. Live. And she gets on, but she's like, no, I don't want to do this. I want to meet again. And she has second thoughts. And he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, what should we do? Now boarding. Last call. No trains coming. This is the Polar Express. (laughs) And being that they're in the 90s, oh, we can't exchange cell phone numbers or email addresses because that's not a thing right now. What do we do? Oh, Which is weird. Like yeah. They do actually say that. We can't exchange email addresses because that's not a thing. Well, they say we can't call because it would be awkward and depressing. Yeah, they, they don't want to do but that. But I'm like, you don't have to call like every day. Every day. Or, Just yeah. call once and be like, hey, do you want to meet up again? There's always like yeah. the five-day rule. And, Come on, yeah. guys. Well, no, this is the last Some, moment in Somebody's read Aziz Ansari's Modern Romance. No, I just watch Swingers a lot. <laughs> well, they're... They decide to meet up again. First, they want to do, what, five years? Yeah, she says five years. Years. <laughs> he says, Bitch. no, that's too long. Yeah, and then they decide. He says on, one year, and then they, no. they just settle on six months. Six months, which so is December. December, which will be cold. Yeah, but then they say, you know, we'll meet here in the cold and we'll go somewhere else. Yeah, track nine, six o'clock. Plan out yeah. the details. Don't write anything down. She gets on the train. He walks away. And they never see each other again. <laughs> and we can only assume what happens next. Yeah. So, before we final thoughts do we think they met again yeah, that was I my question so. I think he I, wants to say one of them showed up and the other one didn't oh who, think, who, who do you think showed up i can go either way on this <laughs> i can say that she's more mature and she showed up or didn't show up one day kind of like you know went on like oh what a funny thing to do and he learned a bit more about himself by meeting her and showed up that's a nice thing. Like or that. um he didn't show up, and she showed up and got her heart broken. Oh. <laughs> so I would prefer the, actually this, the uh, somebody got there. This yes. sounds like Mr. Nobody, if you ever watched that, with yeah. uh, uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, because in a, in a world, in a perfect world, which I don't believe exists, I don't even think that they would both show up. Yeah, I, I do not think that possible. Well, I will say, towards the beginning, this might be a bit of a hint, I guess, or foreshadowing. <laughs> they, they're having a conversation. I forget about what, but... Celine goes. She's talking about like an uh, an ex boyfriend or boyfriend or something. Maybe it was the swimmer. Actually, it could have been. Um, she says we promised we would meet again very soon. And Ethan's like, and did you? She's like, of course not. Oh, so, mm. just saying some parallels there. Um, there as far as uh, anything on that, there's an interview where Linklater says, uh, you know, the director. He says, oh, "We have to point that out." Yeah. Yeah. Out of the two characters, yeah, out of the two I forgot. Ca- <laughs> uh, he said, "I always said that the movie uh, was, yeah, I always said that the movie was a litmus test for how you view romance." Oh, I used the word litmus oh, test. Yeah, that smart. Look at that. Some people would go, "It's so clear they will never get back together." People were so sure. But, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, some people said uh, they would get together. Oh, so, audience, you should totally watch this movie and decide for yourself. Yeah. Get back together. Maybe yeah. uh, drink a lot. Yeah, you got some time. You got <laughs> yeah. time to spare. This is good. Maybe you know, fast forward through the movie. Watch it at like one point five speed, so you're done a little bit mm-hmm. earlier. You know, have a drink, play a little game. But um, yeah. Want to put the nail in this coffin? That was dark. <laughs> Want to board this train with yeah. our our final thoughts on the movie? Uh, I was gonna say, uh, let's divorce this film from, from our lives yeah. <laughs> no let's mourn the 13 year old girl yeah. who's been buried here Ooh, since you right next to this Adolf. is episode 14 oh, that's close yeah. uh, what did we think of this movie well you know me I 
You picked it. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't view these characters as like ideals to aspire to or anything. I think they're like, you know, just naive, dumb 20 somethings. <laughs> and then it's kind of like, well, why are you watching it? And, you know, that's again me. It's like, I like watching really standard, just regular people with all their flaws, like known. And, uh, but yeah, it, it was just a lot of that. Uh, I kind of like seeing it, seeing mm. uh, how other people live. Or, you know, obviously not exactly because it still is a movie but uh, i do like the realism uh, i mean he has another film days and confused which oh, i'm not gonna yeah. say we will get to or will we'll not get, get to, get to. Oh, i'm sure <laughs> but uh very you know similar along a similar line actually well no okay it is it's like a day and no i was thinking maybe not days and confused but another film but uh, mm. well we'll see um but yeah no so i i was really into it i like again i'm one of those people who could watch girls and like love it because because like i tolerate them i i just roll my eyes i think stupid yeah exactly i think everything they do is so funny and i think that's the point it's like such a huge satire it's just really uh hilarious and this of course is not to that same level it's uh the characters are treated with respect and and nuance not that they aren't in girls but you know they're not as overtly dumb um but i still think there's it's not exactly a satire, but it's it's just it's dumb twenty somethings like mm. this is life mm. when um, you're when you're young. Yeah. So as I was saying, um, I like this movie more than I thought I would. Woo! Um, I enjoyed the characters, good times. Um, I would recommend it to you know to a certain yeah, audience, to certain people, to, mm, to some, not all. Mm. It was interesting. It was mm. cute. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Good, good. good enough for me. I uh, feel like I needed to gesture more with my hands. <laughs> just to relate to the character. Yeah, just to, you know, get that across more. Or uh, ask, like, what did you think of this movie? And I'm going to look at you weird and roll my eyes like Julie Delpy. <laughs> um, Man, I don't know oh, if I... Mark could have seen that. What? Oh, I, know. I, I, I didn't look. I didn't look. Mm. Behind um, the scenes. <laughs> uh, the I thought the movie was okay. I can't recommend... I can't necessarily recommend. Like, I think the, we need a rating scale on this podcast. Hmm. I'm always like, it's good. How many pizza slices? <laughs> I give it out of eight. Three, out of eight. <laughs> yeah, eight, well, yeah, eight slices. slices. I guess. I like that. That's, that's, that's like a, a weird number. Exactly. I, I like just it. Take it five. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> what pizza scale? do you know has five slices? A personal pan. <laughs> so four. Eight just seems so. I like eight. <laughs> I give it. 3.5 slices out of 8 pizza slices. That's great. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sort of in John's vein where I can't recommend this to everybody. I think it's more in a sense where uh, maybe if you're of, of a coming of age and like this is maybe a movie that you want to maybe reflect on how it correlates to your own uh, life at the moment. I have already said that there are better movies like this that pertain to the same sort of... Uh, um, inconveniences i guess or or like conveniences that they, that they do uh couples like these do share in a given day that um that correlate to each other but uh, i don't know as a whole i i can't really just because i just can't gravitate towards the characters uh, it's it's hard it's hard for me to, to to do that um when they're just talking and talking and and, and i just feel like nothing is there nothing's nothing for me feels like is helping 
moving. Yeah, and I don't. And it's I don't. Not moving I, forward, they're moving in circles. And like I, I, I don't mm. feel moved as well. There's mm. nothing gravitating me towards them. Where I feel for them, mm-hmm. uh, they're just, they're just talking, and that's. I think that's what's supposed to be most genuine about the movie, where it just exists. Um, yeah. Most how, how we do, I guess, the way we uh, find uh, couples in a way, or like uh, people that we're looking to date, maybe, or, or people that we just find common interests with. I think that's where it's more speaking towards. For me, it just doesn't do it, and I'll uh, unfortunately. But it um, it does have its moments uh, of levity for me, mm-hmm. and especially the ending, which I felt was, uh, as we said, was I oh, I thought was the the, the yeah the mo- mm-hmm. the most realist for me, uh, mm-hmm. if anything. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my two cents on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many pizza slices though? Oh, I give it uh, three pizza crusts <laughs> out of uh, uh, two. Oh, because uh, uh, there might wow. there might only be that much in the in the box, so we don't know. Well, I don't know. It's true, um, Schrodinger's pizza. <laughs> yeah. um, one thing uh, I just want to talk about is one final thing is: Did we ever really want them to get together? Not I not didn't me. Really want them? No, to. that's that's exactly why. I thought it would be more interesting if they didn't. Yeah, like if they didn't hook up, yeah, they didn't. They uh, just talked and left. Do the hoochie coochie? Yeah, mm-hmm. made the <laughs> make whoopy. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I think it's kind of inconsequential, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's it seems to mean more before you do it, and then afterwards it's like, well, you know, we're, nothing really changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think it changed their relationship much. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't mind either way. Seven <laughs> I think it could have gone either way. Slices for Matt. <laughs> Seven yeah. point five pizza slices. No, maybe maybe like six and a half. How? Actually, <laughs> but I, I do. I just love. I, I think it's an interesting experiment. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool. Uh, way of directing a movie, of making a movie, just it's innovative. I think, mm. uh, you know, at least for the time period, ninety-five. Yeah, mm. I would say so. Me with my complete knowledge of all things cinema. Yeah, mm. you are cinema master. You're a cinephile. <laughs> yeah. I just gotta fuck those films, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and on that, is there anywhere? I, oh God, I always fuck this up. Is there anywhere? Just read from a script like a professional just, actor. Just record it oh, once and never changes. Well, is there anywhere our audience members can reach you on social media platforms? Well, I said I was gonna, you know, start doing the Instagram thing. Lies, I lies. Oh, I, I meant on my own personal account, but I do have a few things to share on uh, the joint one. I just yeah, gotta, I believe it when I see it. I, I have a draft right now. It's missing like one sentence. Mm. I do like one sentence a day. Um, I'm bad mm. at it, but it'll, it'll get done. Um, yeah, let's see. I'm. Uh, I feel like I just downloaded something recently. I'm. Uh, I'm MattCab1210 at gmail.com. On the, you just give a different social media. <laughs> yeah, on, wait, 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 on the Popeyes <laughs> mobile app. Oh. So that's where you could find me. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, get me a three-piece tenders. We'll talk sometime. Now, how many pizza crusts is a three-piece tender? Ooh, that's that's about <laughs> that's eight eight, eight, eight eight and a half pizza crusts. All right, all right. Um, I'm Jonathan Gorkowski. You can find me on Instagram, losing my mind, JK. Twitter, drink and read, JK. You can follow Nightcaps at the theater on most social media platforms, including Instagram, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. And we have Mark. Where can I find you, Mark? Oh, you can find me over at uh, MZBro Junior at on Instagram, or uh, you can follow me at Manny Wears Hats over on Twitter. Mm. Isn't that just a great way to wind down the episode? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I'm glad we don't have anything else to do tonight. Well, there's another thing we could do tonight. Oh, what? You what? know, the summer might be ending, but hmm. I still think there's time to go to camp. Oh, no. Oh, shit.
the show i'd offer my own commentary but i've still got popcorn kernels in my teeth and a slight aftertaste of gin i just can't seem to get rid of maybe i shouldn't use it as mouthwash anymore if you would like to offer your own two cents on the podcast be sure to rate review and dare i say even subscribe don't forget to find us on most social media platforms including facebook twitter and instagram at nightcap cinema don't be afraid to join the conversation, offer your own take on the films we watch, or even suggest something that we should see. We are always welcome and open to all feedback. After all, everyone's a critic. Can I be real for a second? As an avid podcast listener and newbie podcast creator, I better understand now more than ever just how much work and dedication it takes to create and share things through this medium. By taking just a few seconds out of your extremely busy days, you can honestly make a world of difference even for us. Just a couple of the millions who talk about movies for shigs on the internet. I would like to personally thank anyone who contributes in any way. Remember, it's all possible thanks to listeners like you. Thank you. What do you mean that's not gonna fly with PBS? You think those antique road-showing geriatrics are gonna listen? You have got to be kidding me! Ugh, we'll just cut it in post.